All right, guys. Welcome to episode six. I do have an important announcement to make for those people who are listening to this episode. You will notice something very different. And what is that, you might ask? Oh, the the podcast name has officially changed. I have switched it from the Seth Hizzy Sports Podcast to All Sports No Bull because think about it. My tagline that I bring you all sports and no bullshit. It just makes sense for a title. It's a good, catchy title. Uh, you know, the Seth Hizzy Sports Podcast was a great title at first, but I wanted an edgier name that truly spoke to this show. On another note involving this podcast, uh, this that also factored into this uh, name change, is I want to incorporate a permanent co-host. So I needed a name that could truly reflect having more than one permanent host. You know, having a couple people on here and there, whether it be my good friend Raj or Emacs, you know, having the Seth Hizzy Sports Podcast and having those guys as guests is great. And I still will continue to have them on as guests should they choose to want to reappear on it. However, I do want to get a permanent co-host. Who that'll be, I don't know. Uh, if you listen to this and you want to be a co-host for, I'm thinking two recordings a week, I want to get a consistent schedule, uh, especially in the fall. Summer, I'm wide open, but in the fall, it'll be a little more tough to schedule. And we can we can work that out, whether it be like Tuesday, Tuesday, Thursday, or, you know, like a Sunday, Sunday, Wednesday, whatever. We can We can work that out. Um, and I'd love to do a trial episode. So hit me up in the comments, hit me up on social media. Um, on another note, I have started a sports blog, which I will post to more frequently than the podcast. The podcast will probably be two or three times a week during the summer. Whereas the blog, I'll try to get on every day and write an article or two that is also called all sports, no bull. It is literally all and then hyphen sports hyphen no hyphen bull dot blogspot b-l-o-g-s-p-o-t dot com and you go on there you can read any of my latest articles and yeah enjoy that so now we're just going to jump right in to the next segment of this episode episode six which i am glad to bring you Right, so my main topic of the day leading off, I'd like to thank Carlos Gomez of the now Tampa Bay Rays for bringing back my favorite baseball argument, discussion, whatever you want to call it. Are celebrations okay in baseball? I have a middle position on this topic, and it's one that I'm actually really strong about my middle position, which is very rare for me. I love when guys are running around the bases and they have like their own little signature thing. Like the one that comes to mind is the Encarnacion parrot where he runs around the bases with his arm up. I don't mind that, you know, or Ortiz when he hits a walk off, when he would hit a walk off rather, uh, tossing his helmet and uh, pointing up to the sky. Like even when it wasn't a walk off, he'd always point up to the sky. I don't mind those things. You can have your own little personal flair and that's okay. Or a good high five at home plate. Like, I want to say Ben Benintendi, not Ben Benintendi, uh, Betts and Moreland did something cool. It was like some sort of weird handshake, high five thing. And I don't mind that. I really don't. However, like the Bautista ALCS backflip 
where he like threw the bat 25 feet and he stood there like staring at the pitcher. I don't like that. I absolutely hate bat flips. Like that is one of the few things in baseball that like I cannot stand. Like I totally hate bat flips. I won't stand for them. Celebrating an accomplishment is totally one thing. That's fine. It's okay to be happy that you just did something great. Like I don't I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If I just hit a fucking bomb, I'd be pretty damn happy seeing as like I I had no power like ever. So I I could I can see why that's like a great awesome thing. But like rubbing it in, man, like come on. You're a professional, like you you need to be you need to act like you're a professional, you know? And it's something that can only happen in this generation. It, re- it really is. Um, because imagine imagine some, like, asshole at Jose Bautista doing that bat flip to Pedro Martinez. Pedro Martinez would hit you with a fastball so fast that you would forget that home run. Like, you would get hit in the head with a fucking fastball so hard you wouldn't even know, like, you were in Toronto. So I that that's one of my things. Um, you know, the player I love watching hit home runs is Mookie Betts. Not just because he's a Red Sox, but because of how he goes about it. He'll hit a home run, and he will sprint around the bases like he's trying to leg out an inside-the-park home run. And I respect that because it's like, hey, I hit my home run, but we still got a game to play. We got to go out there. We got to keep playing, and we got to keep working hard. So, um, so yeah, Carlos Gomez, you know, you can have fun playing baseball. You really can. Just, just try to do it with respect, man. That's all we ask. That's all we ever really ask out of, out of players, at least me. I know, I think some of my, some of my friends, uh, some of my, uh, fellow, uh, people I know that are baseball players, they all tend to just want respect. My other main baseball topic for today, uh, besides like uh, the scores that I'll break down, you know, I always do that. So y'all know what to expect with that, with my commentary there. But are we watching the baseball version of Space Jam? Like, I feel like that's what we're living in right now with John Carlos Stanton of the New York Yankees. You know, he's playing in a stadium that is seemingly built for him, for a hitter. Like John Carlos Stanton, and he can't hit the broad side of a barn. Like that man can't make contact. You could literally give him a whole fucking door. Like not just a bat, but like a whole fucking door, and he still will find a way to strike out at home. It is it is absurd. And even when he hits the ball, he's not even hitting it far at home. I think he correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure he's still under like Five home runs at home, which is insane. Like, you got that short porch out there, and you're not taking advantage of it? Isn't that what they're paying you, like, $30 million for the next 10 years to do? Like, I mean, I could literally go out there and strike out, like, 40 of my first 80 home at-bats. Oh, Cashman. Good old Brian. Bad luck, Brian. You wouldn't even have to pay me fucking 30 million. I'll take like one mil and I'll go out there and I'll make more contact than John Carlos Stanton is right now. I mean, you, ha- you have to feel bad for the guy. You really do. 
Like it's not the point where like I hated the fact he's now a Yankee. I hate I hate power hitters. Like I, I hate guys like Stanton that like and judge because they go up there and they hit forty or fifty home runs, but they strike out like two hundred and fifty times a year. I hate guys like that. I just do. I don't think the home runs are worth the strikeouts that you're giving up in at bats where guys could be getting on base. That's me. So before I start breaking down the Red Sox, who won again last night, like I think they're 21 and 7 now, 21 and 8, 21 and 7, somewhere around there. Like they're fucking winning, they're fucking winning everything. Uh, there is something I want to announce. I, lo- I love what I'm about to announce, actually. It's the second big announcement of this episode, obviously, before I said we changed our name to All Sports No Bull. All Sports No Bull is now going to be taking fan questions onto the air. So what you need to do, there's two ways you can do this. You can find me on Insta. You can find me on Twitter. You can DM me. You can DM me. Uh, I believe the Twitter is just uh, Seth Hisman, at Seth Hisman. The Insta is they call me Seth Hizzy. Slide in the DM. And I will answer your question. Or, or, this is a cool way. It's a cool way. You download the Anchor.fm app, which is the app I make this podcast on. You look up All Sports Noble, which is where you can listen to it. You can listen to it too, which is cool because I record in segments. So, like, I'll record... Like in this episode, for instance, I recorded this section about Gomez, then I stopped, recorded the section about Stanton, stopped. You can skip sections if you want. If you're sick of John Carlos Stanton, you don't want to hear about his bullshit on the Anchor.fm app, you could just skip that section, that segment, and just go to the next. Or when I talk about Major League Grumpy, if you're not into that, or you don't want to hear it for one for some reason, which is lame, fucking bullshit. Uh, you could skip that. Also, so go on that app. Look up all sports in a bowl. You look it up. There should be a place there to leave a voice message. If not, I can tell you how. The, if, if you want to leave a recorded voice message and it doesn't work, let me know. Sign in the DM. I'll figure it out for you. Then what I'll do is if I like it, I'll play that voice message over the air, I'll be like, yo, what's up, what's good, my boy so-and-so just left me a question, and I like it, and then I'll answer it, and I'll give you my thoughts, my opinions, so yeah, leave one for the next episode, I'd love to have one for episode seven, but yeah, now we're going to start talking about the socks, baby, I mean, I love the socks, do not get me wrong, but after this last win, it, it's This season is almost making it feel like the Patriots. After two straight years of winning the AL East, they're simply dominating baseball right now. They're at the top of MLB right now. And obviously, I don't mind the fact that they're just beating everyone. But it just it makes the regular season boring. Think about the Pates. The Pats. Wow, the Pates. Fuck me. Uh, think about the Pats. You know they will win the AFC East and steamroll into the playoffs. The only year they missed the playoffs since 02 was 2008. And that was the year Brady was out with that knee injury that, like, I want to say was an ACL. ACL injury? ACL or MCL? Who the fuck gives a crap? One's on the inside, one's on the outside. Whatever. And Matt Castle started. 
the whole year. Started 15 games. Came into the first quarter of game one, started the next 15, and they still went 11 and 5. They were the only team, the second team, my bad, second team ever to win 11 plus games and miss the playoffs. But back to my point, it makes me wish that, like, we don't have to wait, like, five and a half months for the fucking playoffs. Now, I don't agree with shortening the regular season, but, like, I love 162-game regular season, but it's just so damn long. I got to wait. I got to wait and hope these guys don't get hurt. I got to hope that they're still solid come September. And they got to be ready to face a team like the Astros or the Yankees in the first round. Probably the Yankees because the Yankees will probably have one one of the wild card spots. And I think they can win no matter who they face. And we'll probably have to face the Yankees in the first round. So... I mean, that's my mini round. The Red Sox, good win last night. Um, yeah. I mean, they just keep fucking winning. And they keep hitting Grand Slams. That's a weird thing. Like, they hit none last year. And they already have six. We're not even done with the first month of the season. Like, we're not even in May. And they have six Grand Slams. Like, that's just, that's incredible. I'm not going to say it's all J.D. Martinez. But J.D. J.D. Jumbo Dong. He's been doing a lot of work this year. So, Major League Rugby is in full swing. Uh, for those of you that know me well, you know that I love rugby, and I'm really excited about this league. Uh, they completed their second weekend slate of matches on the 28th and 29th. But uh, sadly, I was at Fenway on Saturday. Well, not sadly. Well, sadly in the fact that I was there for that fucking David Price start where Eduardo Nunez spent more time on his knees than you can fill in the blanks there. Uh, where could, that's actually side rant. Side rant before I talk about MLR. I know I already talked about the Sox, but Eduardo Nunez is a terrible second baseman. Like, I want to see Alex Cora put on a fucking pair of cleats and go out there and play second base. Eduardo Nunez has been straight trash these last couple games. Like, holy shit. I kid you, I kid you not, watching hit those two plays, the one in the eighth and the one in the ninth on Saturday live, I was astonished. I was in an argument with my father before the game about Eduardo Nunez. I was defending Eduardo Nunez, saying, you know, he's not really a second baseman. You know, he's a decent hitter. He's a decent fielder. He struck out with two runners on to end the game. He hit into like a double play earlier in the game, I believe. And he, and he had the error where he threw the ball in the stands when he shouldn't have even tried to make a play. He had the play where he's coming back from the he's coming back from receiving a ball from Bradley out and right, and he trips on his own feet. Then in the ninth, they hit a ground ball to him, and he ends up on his ass. Like, I can't even defend him anymore. Get him off the fucking field. I cannot wait for Pedroia. I You know, I was getting to the point where I'm like, Pedroia's getting a little old for this. Joy is getting a little old for this. But now, because of how bad Eduardo Nunez is, because of how because of how rough he's looked, I can't defend him. I can't wait. I can't wait for Pedroia. So back to MLR. I was unable to turn into the great matches this past weekend because I was at Fenway. The Glendale Raptors won yet again and are the only team to start off 2-0. 
However, there is a team that's one and out that had a bye this past week, which is fine. But the Raptors obviously are first in the standings with a nine total points, with two teams tied behind them at six. So not a huge, not a huge gap, not a huge gap. I think it'll be exciting to see this league take off. I'm glad, I'm glad to see that the MLR is picking up steam. It clearly shown that it can survive and hopefully prosper. The Houston Sabercats drew a crowd of over 2,000 people with many more people saying they were watching it on their TVs from home. If that's the case, if they can continue to draw 2,000 plus per each match, then there's a great chance that these teams could be making a profit as soon as this year. And I wholeheartedly expect that this league will be successful for years to come. That's great. You know, with all the issues with the safety of football, rugby's, rugby's a tough alternative, but it's safer. It's a lot safer, and I'm glad to see it's finally picking up steam in America and people are getting behind it. So uh, just the type of thing you got to wait and you got to see. So I'm not a huge NFL draft guy. I don't really follow it that much. I'm not really overly concerned because a lot of these guys don't become big for a couple years anyways. But there is one that I want to discuss, and that's the Baker Mayfield dilemma. Um, yeah, the Cleveland Browns drafted him with the first overall pick in Thursday's round one, as obviously you guys know by now. That leads to an interesting debate. How are the Cleveland Browns still messing up when drafting QBs? There are many proven QBs in this draft many of which are without question going to succeed at the NFL level, but instead they still drafted Mayfield. Don't get me wrong, I do hope he succeeds. I really do. Do not misunderstand me on that. However, I find it odd that the Browns take arguably the most questionable and most polarizing of those, of those quarterbacks and the one that has the highest risk in terms of talent. This backfired with Manziel. It backfired with Kaiser and the many other QBs that the Browns took over the years. Actually, I'm going to give you the list of every QB that has started for them since they were since the Browns came back into the league in 1999. Now, now remember, that's less than 20 years. Less than 20 years, right? So, you, so Tim Couch, Ty Detmer, Doug Peterson. Yes, the Eagles coach, Doug Peterson. Spurgeon Wynn. Kelly Holcomb, Jeff Garcia, Luke McCown, yes, Josh's older brother, Trent Dilfer, Charlie Fry, Derek Anderson, Brady Quinn, Ken Dorsey, Bruce Gritkowski, Colt McCoy, Jake DeLome, Seneca Wallace, Brandon Whedon, Thad Lewis, Jason Campbell, Brian Hoyer, Johnny Menzel, Connor Shaw, Josh McCown, yes, because the first one didn't work, so let's try the other fucking McCown brother, Austin Davis, Robert Griffin III, Cody Kessler, Deshaun Kaiser, Kevin Hogan. Oh, did I skip Austin Davis? I think I skipped Austin Davis. And Kevin Hogan. That makes 28 quarterbacks to start at least one game for the Browns since 1999. That means they'll have averaged almost two quarterbacks per year. In comparison, because you know I love my Pats, the Patriots have only started five quarterbacks in that, in that same time. I'm going to input like 10 seconds here of like nothing so you can try to figure out who those quarterbacks are. I mean, two of them are obvious. 
I talked about another one earlier in this podcast, and then there's two that one's really obvious and then one you might forget about. All right, so if you didn't get it by now, you're probably not going to get it. Those would be Bledsoe, Drew Bledsoe, Drew. For those of you Celtics NBA fans out there, we're, we're not talking about Eric. We're talking about Drew, uh, Tom Brady, Matt Castle, Jimmy Garoppolo, and Jacoby Brissett. So that's that's just insane. It's, it's insane to think that and all those QBs and 28 different QBs, they couldn't get one to stick. So I do want to add a little Boston sports rant in here. The Bruins and the Celtics, man, they are just rolling into the playoffs. And it's really it's really great to see. I mean, it was really exciting to see both of them win in seven games. You know, I mean, yeah, it would have been nice to have two sweeps. Yeah. But the fact that they had to fight, knit grit, and tough out these series and the opponents they were facing were like, in terms of first round matchups, they weren't easy. They really weren't. You know, the Milwaukee Bucks are as good as some. Like, I think they're underrated. I really do. And I feel like they don't get enough credit. But with that being said, and the Toronto Maple Leafs are a heck of a Heck of a hockey team. But with that being said, last night, the Boston Celtics took on Philadelphia for game one of the series, and they won 117 to 101. Wow. Just take that in for a second. They were, many sports reporters were questioning if Boston had it, if they could handle Philadelphia. And they did a pretty damn good job of that. Now, a lot of that comes from Terry Rozier who went 29 points, 8 rebounds, 6 assists, 2 steals, and a block. Terry Rozier had more blocks than Joel Embiid. And I think that's huge. I think that was huge. Scary Terry Rozier. MVP. MVP. Forget Harden. Forget LeBron. Scary Terry for MVP. Uh, Joel Embiid also had a heck of a game, though. 35 points. Or 31 points. 13 rebounds, 5 assists. It's a heck of a game, especially out of a big man. You know, you got to respect it, but it helps when Boston won every quarter. The first quarter was 25-22, second quarter was 31-23, third quarter was 31-30, and the fourth quarter was 30-26. That's huge. You know, when you just keep having a lead, you don't have to win. You don't have to win one quarter by thirty to win a, to win a playoff game. You just need to be consistent. You need to come out. You need to work hard, and you need to be consistent. Um, yeah, and uh, and Terry Rozier, that was a playoff career high for him. So he 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 knew what he needed to do coming into this game. And <laughs> I forgot there were two things I love about the Celtics fans at that game. I wish I was there. When Simmons was at the free throw line, they all started chanting, not a rookie, clap, 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 not a rookie, as he was, 
as he was shooting his free throws. And then later on in the game, when Tatum was at the line, they started chanting, he's a rookie, clap, 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 he's a rookie. And I just, I love Celtics fans for that. You know, that's that's the type of shit that only Boston sports fans pull because they're so intense and they love their sports so much. Actually, New York would probably pull something like that, but they would find a way to make it like, I don't know, they find a way to make it rude. And that's not, that's not a knock on New York or New York sports fans, but like, you know what I mean. They, they gotta take it one step further. But I do want to talk a little bit about the Bruins before I end the show today. Because Tampa Bay tied up the series 1-1 with a 4-2 win last night. Uh, I'm just going to read the goals really quick in the first period. First goal of the game was scored by Yanni Gord, assisted by Braden Point. And Sergeyev, wow, I probably botched that last name. Uh, then Charlie McAvoy scored for the Bruins, assisted by Bergeron and Marchand. Uh, the second period, you had a goal by Tyler Johnson to put the Lightning up 2-1, to one, assisted by Braden Point again, and Andre Palat. And then the third period, Andre Palat, assisted by Braden Point to put him up 3-1. to one. Tori Krug then scored with... Five minutes remaining in the period, assisted by David Pasternak and Brad Marchand. And then Braden Point scored with a little bit of time left, assisted by Victor Hedman. So your three stars of the game were your first star of the Tampa Bay Lightning, number nine, Tyler Johnson, who had a goal. And a plus minus a two. Your second star was Braden Point, who had a goal and three assists with a plus minus a two. And your third star of the game was Ryan Callahan, who had zero goals, zero assists, but a plus one for a plus minus. Tukaraskin goal saved. Uh, sh- shots allowed was 30. Shots saved was 27. So that's that's 90%. He saved 90% of the shots. Can't knock him for that. Because Andre Velasquez. Vasilevsky, sorry about that, Vasilevsky only saw 20 shots, saving 18, which also was 90%. So, you know, how much of that can you blame on the fact that they just weren't getting shots on goal? You know, you can't win a hockey game if you're not getting shots on goal. The other thing to look at, too, the Bruins had four power plays to the Lightning three. If you're getting four power plays, you need to score on them. So that's something I'm noticing about the Bruins this playoffs is they're winning, but they're not scoring on their power plays. And that's that's a scary sign when you get to the uh do they call it the Eastern Conference or the Do they call it the Eastern Conference Finals? I don't even remember. It's been so long since I've seen playoff hockey. Because I before, even earlier in my life I only watched the Bruins. I believe, I believe, called the Eastern Conference Finals again, just like NBA. But even so, you get there and you get to the Stanley Cup Finals, and you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win if you're not scoring on your power plays. So, with that being said, I want to thank y'all for tuning in. Like I said earlier, or thank you for tuning in to the first episode of the new name, All Sports No Bull. I think it's a much better name. Uh, I want to thank you guys for continuing to make this worth doing. 
I know there's a couple of people that I know very close to me that listen all the time. Whenever I say there's a new episode, they go and they play it. I want to thank anyone that listens because, you know, this is a dream of mine. I love talking about sports, and this is a fun way to do it. I hope you leave some voice messages or slide in the DMs. Slide in the DMs. That's okay. It's okay. I prefer the voice message because then I can play it over the air where DM, I got to read your DM over the air, which is different. I'd rather I'd rather have that voice make it seem like an interacting kind of thing. It's a cool way to get fans involved. But, yeah. So, fucking do it. Uh, if, you, if you have any comments or anything I said, you want to fucking correct me, you can also send a voice message correcting me. If you do correct me and you're right and I look into it and you're right, I will put it in a section where I say, you know, this, these are my errors from last last episode. Boom, 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 boom. And I play them. And I'll play them. And I'll thank y'all for correcting me. Because I want to be correct. I don't want to be one of those sports guys. Like, you see it a lot with, like, hmm, guy by the name of Stephen A. Smith who just rambles and says a whole bunch of shit that's wrong and won't admit he's wrong. But I want to be right. So, yeah. Till next time.